Welcome to the Get Attention vlog and podcast. This is episode 35. Now, normally on a Monday, I would be on camera and I would be here, you know, teaching something from my expertise or discussing a, a new concept, uh, maybe going over the Pixar 22 rules of story, which we actually need to get back to and finish that soon. Um, but if you watched the Low Tech Friday uh, that we launched uh, this most recent Friday, you'll see that I've been a little busy. Um, one of the best things that can ever happen to a person happened um, we had a child and so uh, William Edward John Wolverine pies yes Wolverine is legal it is in his name um, and that will be an episode unto itself I named my son Wolverine um, and there's awesome reason behind that and there's many layers but anyhow um, you know this is the third and likely final time that I will uh, be a father unless um, we decide to adopt or foster at some point which is on the table but um, you know uh, my wife and I are very happy but she is extremely tired and it was a cesarean so you know that that definitely uh, knocks a person out of commission so dad is taking on a whole bunch of mom duties and uh, I'm not good at them so I try really hard and I ask for a lot of advice and help from my amazing wife and my kids are gracious and thank God they love me and I love them so that they see past my failings um, but that also does mean that um, I don't have it together not not today at least so um, to see me on camera would see a disheveled um, semi-showered person in an office that is nigh unto a pigsty and I do film out of my office for my own personal vlog because uh, hey I do this on the cheap so, you know, that's me rambling a little bit, but that's just the truth, and that's where I've been. Uh, so what I'm going to do is uh, I really actually want to go over a, a very interesting word. It's a super common word, but I think it's actually more controversial than anybody knew. And uh, so I want to just kind of hash this out live-ish on here, and um, and then, you know, we'll see where we go with it. And let's roll that theme music. Ah! Listen. All right, so uh, the word cinema and cinematic, actually really the word cinematic, is bothering the snot out of me right now, and I want to uh, kind of review this. So um, believe it or not, I have a two-volume dictionary set on my shelf. Why? Because I'm a word guy, and I also love the name of this dictionary. It's Funk and Wagnalls. If you're old enough, or maybe if you've seen some reruns of the old Ronan Martin's Laughing, um, they would say, look it up in your Funk and Wagnalls, then Ruth Buzzy would hit people with her purse. And that gag had me rolling as a kid. I didn't understand it then. I barely understand it now. It's That's fun comedy. It's just silly. Um, and of course, it sounds like they're swearing, so I guess I get it. Um, but uh, so I had to get an awesome copy of that for myself. And uh, I'm going to look here. So the word cinema first, uh, a noun, a motion picture theater a motion picture or motion pictures collectively the art or business of making or exhibiting motion pictures hmm okay uh cinematic and this is a little bit more uh troubling to me cinematic adjective of pertaining to or suitable 
for motion picture presentation. Okay, so I struggle with the word cinematic these days because um, unfortunately uh, a lot of filmmakers and would-be filmmakers look at depth of field and they go, ooh, I shot it at f2.8 and it's shallow depth of field. It's cinematic. Uh, okay, maybe. Um, cinematic is almost a useless term to me. And the reason why is so much is already uh, motion picture. I mean, your cell phone, which uh, if you're following this vlog at all, um, you know that I'm a huge proponent of the biggest film tool or at least the best, most interrupting film tool on the planet, the cell phone. Um, But that doesn't do natural depth of field at all. Um, Not unless you're using a special app like Filmic. Um, And even then, uh, it's obviously a faux depth of field. Uh, but I digress. I hear so many people get all excited about, you know, you know, running a nifty 50 on their Canon DSLR and they've got low, uh, you know, shallow depth and therefore it's cinematic and their storytelling's all jacked up or there's no storytelling at all. And it doesn't really hearken to what I think people think is a motion picture. A motion picture in the colloquial sense is a movie that would be feature length, a feature film, uh, in the sense of it is, you know, an hour and twenty minutes plus, and it was twelve dollars for you to get in and sit in a chair and eat popcorn. Okay, um, but the thing is, motion picture at its root is many still pictures strung together and displayed at a high enough speed or frame rate to give you the sense of motion. And I think it's important for us to pay attention to that because um, if that is the actual definition of a motion picture, you know, 24 frames a second or what have you, then a lot of what we're doing and what even, you know, parents are doing when they have a baby and they're filming a little video, they're shooting video on their phone, they're actually making motion picture too in the most technical of senses. And, you know, I just struggle with the term cinematic because there's this grand pursuit of this ethereal blank. You know, what is it that is cinematic? Um, And I fell prey to this when the DSLR revolution happened because I was running around with a DVX uh, 100B. You know, this was a fixed lens, no shallowness at all unless you put like a a big um, strap onto the front of the thing that, um, I forget, lettuce. Lettuce had an adapter that would allow you to put... um, you know, still camera lenses on and it had a nine volt battery that was running the thing and it had this like fake shutter. It was really, it was this ridiculous, but very handy apparatus to allow that inexpensive camera to be a a legit film tool. So in that way, I I truly appreciated the DVX 100 because that was actually my entree into being an independent filmmaker. I had been running studio cameras for uh, uh, House of Worship for a while, but I had not ventured into my own storytelling. And that was my first chance, as it was for so many other people. And then the DSLR happened and we're like, shallow depth of field. But that really isn't it and and you know if you're a filmmaker and you're listening to this you you may already be and have it long been over shallow depth of field and what um this nonsense notion of what cinematic is um is so you you may be past that but 
one of the things that I run into, and being in Orlando, there's a lot of uh, would-be filmmakers. You know, we've got Full Sail here. We've got um, Valencia College, uh, both fine film programs in their own rights. But um, there's a lot of kids running around trying to make movies and uh, doing it in the commercial market, and everybody wants it to be cinematic and sexy. And there's no way to really define that. So what I, I almost want to suggest that we throw the word cinematic out of our lexicon and start, you know, and people want to throw the word story out of or storyteller out of the lexicon of filmmaking right now because it's also in many ways abused. But if we're going to compare the two, isn't it so much more important to focus on storytelling? And perhaps cinematic storytelling might be edging on a more valuable concept because, you know, if you talk to an ASC cinematographer, they will very clearly tell you that storytelling is a visual medium, at least in their hands, and that they can actually craft and mold a story on screen with their camera and the choices uh, that they are making along with a director. And that would be absolutely true. But if you don't have a strong story or a strong concept at the root of any motion picture effort, you, you really have nothing. All the depth of field in the world, all of the shallowness that you could possibly muster, one, doesn't naturally uh, make it akin to beauty. Um, I think that is a false positive there. But it also doesn't mean you're telling a good story. So um, just kind of an admonition that uh, cinematic storytelling, um, and, and now I want to kind of just you know, bend this conversation over to the commercial world, because I think indie filmmakers get it, that you know if you're shooting at F-16 or T-16, depending on who's shooting, um, and everything's generally in focus, you can be telling an amazing story and that can be an appropriate choice because, you know, your cinematographer, your DP is just making the right choice in the moment. And, you know, the fact that it wasn't down at, you know, T1.5 and giving you super shallow, um, it's not a fail. It's just a thing. Those are tools in the hands of a visual storyteller. Um, but, you know, in, in the commercial world, this is really ever so important that a storyteller, somebody who's actually trying to get their point across to an audience, really actually focus on the messaging, focus on the story that they're going to tell. You know, story is the most human way of communicating and connecting. It's the most memorable way. You know, people get around a campfire, and I was thinking about this the other day. We've got a chimney in our courtyard, and I don't use it enough. But when we do use it, you sit around and you're you're just shooting the breeze and and telling slices of our own life and and storying back and forth. This thing happened. Laugh about it. That thing happened. Oh my, um, and and it's it's really about a, a communal sense. And that sensibility has great value in business, but that also doesn't really necessarily connect to the notion or this false notion of having cinematic sensibilities that drive actual value. The story drives the value and the presentation of the story drives the value. And if it hearkens to the beauty of a great film, God bless you. But that actually is 
a, a false pursuit to a degree. It's also pot- potentially a wasteful pursuit. And follow me on this. Um, it, it's, I don't know, the, the way our industry has shifted it doesn't actually bother me, but it, I, I have noticed it. My ears have have perked because the fifty thousand dollar corporate video, the branded content piece that is either maybe one off or it's just maybe large and and difficult to create, has become less valuable for so many businesses and then more valuable for the big ones that really need to differentiate. There's a chasm between when it's right and wrong to to apply high brow cinematic qualities i vlog three times a week right now my frequency and my consistency and the quality of my delivery matter far more um, in my opinion and in the opinion of my listeners uh, not that i have too many yet but we're growing um the messaging matters, but the look isn't as important. And when you're Pepsi, you could be doing frequency with lower quality as well, uh, low, lower visual quality, as long as the messaging, the storytelling has an entertainment value, has a value to the viewer. And, you know, that's a little frustrating for people who have spent a long time trying to pursue this ethereal cinematic something because it doesn't actually have to be cinematic. It has to be memorable. It has to be a good story. And so, you know, this is something I wrestle with right now. And I'm very much appreciating the conversations that I've been having where people are starting to realize that we all need to embrace our inner storyteller in such a rich, deep way and not worry so much about the overall visual quality. And, and I'll tell you, it'll really be striking when somebody does throw their shoulder into whatever that that ethereal, beautiful, cinematic something really is. Um, and, you know, it's funny. I, I watch Casey Neistat, who I believe is the vlogger's vlogger. He is the leader in, among the pack of YouTubers. Um, he stays on the cutting edge. And he's definitely, you know, he's out there on Twitch exploring. He's strong in all of his social presence. And, uh, you know, he, he really does lead. And he says he makes movies. That's really interesting to me because I wouldn't call anything he does a movie. They're entertaining. They're definitely branded content. They're you know, content as a term, totally, but they're not movies. Not not in the way I understand a movie. A short film, he's done a handful of them for sure, um, but his daily vlog is something other, and it's not cinematic to me at all. But it's very entertaining, and uh, you know I, I watch uh, Ron Howard's got a course right now, and his course is teaching people how to do direct. And while I think there's great value in learning from Ron Howard, how many of us are actually going to go make a movie? And how many of us are actually going to apply what we learn from Ron Howard in our day-to-day content creation? Maybe a little bit, but I think we're all selling ourselves a little bit of a, a, you know, a bag of nothing if we actually think that we're going to apply Ron Howard grade 
cinematic storytelling in our day-to-day work. So, um, you know, I, I think I'm starting to ramble a little bit here, so I want to dial myself back. But suffice it to say, I am proudly somebody who's pragmatic. And my pragmatic me is telling me that the pursuit of cinematic for cinematic's sake is a wasted pursuit. So, hey, filmmakers, hey, would-be filmmakers, let's cut the crap. Cinematic is not a term we should be chasing because there's no real definition. There's no value to that term. Build your storytelling abilities and use your tools that you have in your toolkit, which include your camera, which may allow you to do something that feels like you were hearkening to a cinematic something. But keep that to yourself. Focus on the story, because the story is everything. All right, so uh, that all just kind of came out of my heart and out of my head and just spilled onto uh, this microphone. So hopefully I didn't uh, lose you there, but I am uh, I am really just so focused right now on working this attention getting life. Uh, I know that marketing is getting attention and getting attention is a form of marketing. And in order to do that, I am a firm believer that we all must be quality storytellers. Um, I used to fancy myself a filmmaker until I realized a whole bunch of people who can't hack it call themselves filmmakers. Um, When I see wedding videographers running around calling themselves filmmakers, I cringe. Sorry, guys, you're not. Um, in fact, you're, you may never have even touched film. I at least can say that I have, um, but it doesn't really matter. That's the thing. Um, we, we all have to kind of cut our slice of the pie and, and vie for branding ourselves in this very distorted and white noise market space. So um, I'm not a filmmaker anymore, and I'm, I will never claim to be a cinematographer because I know cinematographers, and I am a great DP, but I'm no cinema, cinematographer. That's for the elite. Um, what I am is I am a motion picture expert and professional, and I think I want to leave it at that because that's precisely where I've spent all of my time is working in storytelling through motion pictures typically 24 frames a second it's kind of my thing and it's kind of a lot of other people's things because we all started off thinking we were filmmakers and uh and i'm good with origins origins are okay um but uh just suffice it to say you know i'm I'm balancing this in my own mind and hopefully setting a tone where other people can get pragmatic about who they are and understand that story um, is just far more important than any other trapping in the business of telling stories through motion pictures. So I'm Josh Pies. This is the Get Attention Vlog, episode 35, and this is an exhausted new father again. proud husband and father to three now and uh you know this is what happens when you have a four day old at home and you've been kind of running ragged 
I thank you for giving me your attention and spending a little time with me. Um, this is really turned into a little bit of a rant, but it's um, it's from my heart and it's a hopefully a well-educated rant. You tell me. And, uh, you know, Thursday, <laughs> Thursday, I'm going to have hopefully an interview of somebody who's quality. I would love to tease Thursday, but honestly, um, you know, with the uh, C-section that was coming and the aftermath thereof, all wonderful things happening in my life, uh, the very important vlogging that I do, and I, I am passionate about this. I enjoy it. I love it. I think this is my new thing. Um, and I do feel like it's going to stick because man, I just really come alive. I feel good when I'm doing this. So, um, expect more from me, but I, I am not ready for Thursday. So I'm going to reach out to some very cool people and see who clicks. I'm going to have a great phone conversation with somebody and you will get to hear it Thursday and you won't see me again because Thursday is actually where I don't tend to be on camera. And then who knows what Friday is going to bring. Friday is the Low Tech Friday. Um, I enjoy doing Low Tech Friday. I think that is a very critical exploration of the market that we're in right now that we all must be. And you know, I'm a pro. I, I use the big cameras too, but I love the freedom of using the cheap, what I used to call toys, to tell an interesting tale. And uh, I'm going to be exploring the tech and the storytelling through uh, my own life. I, oh man, I'm so tired. I didn't even turn off my cell phone. You probably just heard that I got an email. Um, but anyhow, um, so who knows what Friday is going to bring this week, but uh, I, I do appreciate your attention. I would love for you to subscribe. I have a handful of subscribers right now, and a couple of you, thank you, are starting to engage. Um, and one or more of you may actually know that the Pixar 22 Rules of Story is something that I've really wanted to morph into a, um, a applicable tool for commercial filmmaking. And uh, on the YouTube channel, you'll find that I have a playlist that has videos that walk uh, through my explanations of Pixar's 22 rules of story. And I've gotten from one all the way through 13. And, you know, some of the videos pack in more than one at a time. So I owe you, listener and viewer, uh, numbers 14 through 22. And then what I'm going to do, and I keep putting this promise out there because it's just going to happen, um, is I, and you know, I've never mentioned this on the vlog, but I have smbfilmschool.com. So it's small, medium business is what SMB stands for. Small, medium business, smbfilmschool.com. And I have, uh, I have a little lead magnet on there. It's an opportunity for people to... Um, engage and learn from me a little bit about uh, guerrilla cheap filmmaking. Uh, there's also a course for sale on there, which is uh, just, you know, concepts about using your phone for business filmmaking. And then the Pixar 22 rules of story are going to, they're going to migrate over there. I think I'm going to take the whole playlist and upload those over there. And then I'm going to distill the Pixar 22 rules of story into Josh's commercial Pixar 22 rules of story. And uh, they're not going to be 22 rules of story anymore because a whole bunch of these are redundant and a couple of them don't even apply. And, uh, and for instance, number 14 right here, which we still have to go into, why must you tell the story? What is the belief burning within you that your story feeds off of? That's the heart of it. That's a very shaky thing to apply when you're telling a, a 
a story for a commercial purpose because frequently why you must tell the story is somebody's paying you and the belief burning within you is likely from market research or a gut sense of the market space. And so um, that actually is the heart of it. But this, you know, Pixar's 22 rules of story is, is bent towards narrative storytelling for a motion picture feature film minded market. So, um, you know, it, there's a great value in this. And by the way, just so everybody knows, Pixar 22 Rules of Story is kind of this unauthorized employee's uh, distillation of internal rules. I don't believe it's actually Pixar sanctioned, I guess. Um, but uh, but so I look at things like, you know, the number 14 and I go, hmm, somebody like me needs to tweak that so that it's food for thought. And, and that's really what this whole thing is. It's actually all food for thought because, you know, you are a rational, sentient being with gifts from God and you can go ahead and uh, hone this and make it your own too. And uh, if you do that, I want to know about it. So hit me in comments, uh, send me messages, find me. I'm easy to find. Google. It's Josh Pies. It's the Get Attention Vlog. I am from C47 Film Associates. And you can find that the Get Attention vlog is the official vlog of C47 Films. So uh, that is kind of my sign-off. And I think I need to go because uh, this coffee is almost out and I need some more. God bless. See you on the next vlog.